Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of These Are The Valleys. Man, has it been a week for me? Has it been a week for anybody else? Like, my goodness, the attacks were just coming left and right. Like, your girl was hanging on the ropes. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. I was hanging on the ropes, but <laughs> somebody had to call. Somebody had to call a timeout because your girl, it just wasn't, it wasn't giving what it was supposed to give. It was not. But you know, um, we move. And so y'all know I always give y'all an update. Basically, I had a discussion with a family member and you know, they just really got in my head. I'm not even going to lie. Like, they really got in my head about where I am in life. And y'all know I was just telling y'all, like, two weeks ago how content I am with life. And looking back, I really let that attack from the enemy that came through a family member really, like, dampen my spirits and really cause me not to be able to show up for people that I really wanted to show up for. And frankly, not to be able to show up for myself, not to be able to show up for Bible study. Like, these last couple of days have been really, really rough, y'all. It's really been messing with my mental. But... You know, we bounce back. We bounce back. Um, every day is not going to be a good day, even when you are a follower and child of Christ. And that's okay. Um, I'm not going to beat a dead horse because I've told y'all many episodes ago, like, make sure you do give your time, yourself time to feel that. And, you know, just come to God. I know one of the things that I was really struggling with was I felt like I was further along in my faith journey than I realized that I am um, because I just felt like I had gotten to a place where, okay, when things would happen, I would go to God about it. But... With this specific week, I found myself like going back to avoiding God and like kind of internalizing stuff and then going to God when I was done. Um, So, you know, of course, I expressed that to him just like, yo, (laughs) thought I was past this. Looks like I'm not. That's super disappointing. But, you know, I know this is a process and you're working with me. You're walking with me. You're patient with me. You're merciful. Like I just sometimes have to remind myself about who God is because God is not going to respond to us the way that we might respond to other people or in the way that other people have even responded to us. So I just always have to remember when I go through those periods where I feel like I've, I've gone backwards or going through those periods where I feel like I should be further ahead than I am in my faith walk with him, that God's character supersedes these assumptions that we might have about how he react. Um, And so I know that just because he is such a good father, I know that in those moments where I was hurting, in those moments where I was questioning and confused and all the emotions that I was going through, he wanted more than anything just to comfort me. And he was patient until I was ready to come to him and he comforted me in that moment. So Just want to reiterate that to anyone who was possibly going through something similar or you're just having a really bad day and you haven't quite gotten to that point where you go straight to God with your issues and that's okay. Um, I think that everything in this faith walk is a cycle. Um, Everything in this faith walk is a process and we can't expect to just check milestones and like forever be going forward. Sometimes you might curve a little bit. Sometimes you'll backslide and like there's grace for that. Like just remember there's grace for that. So yeah, y'all, that's what's been going on this week. Um, So when I finally got back to talking to God for real, for real, like, you know, just coming back to him, running back to him, I just really had to deal with these feelings of ungratefulness that I was displaying during this time. I think that family member had really got in my head and made me feel like, dang, all this progress that I feel like I've made is really not amounting to anything. 
And that's just not the truth. Like, that's just a lie from the enemy. That's just not true. And so I had to remind myself of my metric of success, which is God's approval. And I know that God is proud of me. I know that God has been working so hard. Imagine, like, God has worked so hard to get you to the place that you're at now. He's been walking with you, patient with you, patient when you're black, backsliding, proud of you when you're moving forward, like all the things, showing you never-ending love. And then you turn around and dang near slap him in the face when you're like, like, or when I was like, oh, I just feel like I'm not really making any progress anymore. I just feel like you keep having me in these like stagnant seasons, da, 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 da. you know, just, you know, when you really backslide mentally and you forget that where you are right now is a place you prayed for where you are right now is, is far ahead or at least steps ahead of where you were before that this was a process that this took time this took blood sweat and tears on your part and on God's part for you to get where you are today and so today's message is going to be titled how dare you it's going to be titled how dare you and that's kind of the place that I found myself in once I came to God gave him all my emotions and all that stuff I was just kind of like dang how dare me how dare me sit here and take all this stuff for granted? Like, I started being like, yeah, God, I feel like all you're giving me is side missions. Like, I just don't feel like I have a bigger goal right now. Like, I just don't feel like I have anything to work toward. But it's like, this podcast was something I prayed about, like, prayed and fasted about. The Bible studies group is something that I continue to pray about, that I continue to be thankful for. And it was like in those moments this past weekend, I was so ungrateful for these things. So, so ungrateful. And so it's like I really after giving him all my emotions, I really got to that point of looking at myself like, how freaking dare you? One, how dare you to the enemy? How dare you try to make me um discontent with the blessings that God has given me and then two how dare you to me how dare you for accepting that how dare you for sitting here and letting the enemy tell you that your blessings were burdens what my yoke is easy and my what my burden is light so how dare you really sit here and let the enemy twist and pervert the beautiful things that God has given you in your life that you straight up prayed for. You straight up prayed for and prayed about. Like, it's just such a trick. And I was disappointed in myself for falling for it. Like, I really, really was. Granted, it came from a source really, really close to me. But this just makes me think about Jesus and Peter. When Jesus first told the disciples that he was supposed to go on the cross, he was telling them what God had told him to do. And Peter was like, Lord, far be it from you that you should ever da 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 And what did Jesus say? Did Jesus accept that and be like, you know what? You're right. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't be going to this cross. You know, you're right. God has really forsaken me by giving me death as like my assignment. Like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Far be it from me. No, Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. And, you know, I love that. I love that passage because it's just so like, ooh, you know, like. <laughs> I feel for my boy Peter. I was just telling my friend Aaron, like, yo, I wish that I wish that I could see or read the story after that, you know, because I'm sure Peter had other words or Peter walked away or Peter felt sad. Like, imagine Jesus, King of King, Lord of Lord, God in flesh saying, get thee behind me, Satan to you like ah, it's pain. But to look at it in this context, like. Peter was one of the closest people to Jesus. Like he was in his inner, inner circle, his top three folks, top three best friends. 
and your best friend is coming to you speaking down on what God has called you to do, speaking down on the assignment or the season that God has you in. And you have to realize in that moment, you got to take the emotion out of it. You got to you got to stop accepting the things that come to you, regardless of the package that it comes to you in. Because a family member that said what they said to me about where I am in life is very, very near and dear to me. I hold their opinion very, very high regard. I don't like disappointing this person. But it's just like, man, even when it comes from those closest to you, you cannot accept that stuff. You need to realize, open your eyes, ask God to give you deeper discernment about who is really trying to sow this seed into your life. Who is really trying to sow that seed and why? So, yeah, y'all, we just got to be on our P's and Q's and we we can't dare step out of line. I mean, you can because there's grace for that, but only mistakenly, guys, like as much as you can help it, don't step out of the contentness, the joy, the peace of the Lord, the understanding of his will that he's giving you. Like, don't do that. Don't trade that for the lies and the tricks of the enemy. Don't do it. It's not worth it. You feel like crap. Like, I felt like crap these last couple of days like, to a point I really can't explain. I stayed in bed all day just on TikTok, literally trying to distract myself from all my sorrows. I went and had ice cream like three times this weekend. And if y'all know me, y'all know I'm on a fitness journey. It's just not, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be doing that either. Like, you know, really fell off the horse. But it's like, man, the Bible says that we should take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What does that mean? Every thought that you have, you have control whether or not you accept that or you take it captive. Whether you let it rain or whether you restrict it. And which thoughts should you be taking captive? The ones that try to make themselves bigger than the truth of God. What is the truth of God? His word. When you read his word, you can familiarize yourself with the truth that he is giving you. Uh, when he says, I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you. When he says, I have called you according to my purpose, right? When he says, before your mother, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you, right? So in those times where it feels like God is not paying me any attention, God has forgotten me. I will neither leave you nor forsake you. Like we have to remember the truth. So that when the lies, those lies that the enemy is telling us comes into our mind, we can take it captive with the truth. And I say that to say, like, I was telling my friend Daniel when I was, you know, basically processing through everything and just, you know, crying all the things about how I was feeling. One of the things that I said that really stuck with me and really made me proud of myself, even in that moment of weakness was, but my spirit has peace. Even when I feel like this, my spirit has peace because I know that although my flesh has accepted these lies, has accepted these emotions, has accepted these thoughts, my spirit rejects it. I can literally feel the oil and water differentiation inside of me. However, the water was, you know, it was a little, was a little louder than the oil. I'm not going to lie. That's why I was down bad. But <laughs> it doesn't negate the fact that I have, what did David said? Taking your words and hitting them in my heart. I genuinely have put that into my spirit, fed my spirit with the word so much so that even though my flesh, my mind wants to run rampant with, oh God, it doesn't have any plans for me. I know that's a lie. It's an emotion I'm letting myself sit in and walk through, but it's not something that I'm accepting as truth because I know that's a lie. I know that's not accurate. 
I know for a fact God is proud of me in this season. So yeah, to the outside world, it sucks that I'm in the season that I'm in because they keep looking at me like I'm not doing nothing, but I know what God has willed for me to do in this season and I'm doing it. That's all I need to be worried about. You know what I mean? And so it just really opened up this whole thought process in me now where it's like, yeah, you need to know the truth so that when the lies come, your spirit is not fooled. You know what I mean? Like, yes, the the things that were said to me cut deep, but they didn't cut through the spirit. The spirit was still strong. I still know the truth about God. I still know the truth about me. I am who he says I am. I'm not who you say I am. I'm not even who I say I am. I'm who God says I am. Everything that is already was. Everything that was already will be. Everything that will be already was. You know what I mean? And it's like God has already set everything into place. Everything is set into place. So I don't have to sit here and listen to the lies of the enemy that are trying to get me to disregard my present so that I won't reach my future. It's just so crazy when you look at it with your spiritual eyes because I was just in this good space of contentment. All of a sudden, he's selling family members every week. Two weeks ago, it was one family member. This week, it was another family member telling me about what I'm what I got going on this season and trying to seeds um sow seeds of discontentment sow seeds of doubt sow seeds of confusion I'm not confused about what God has told me to do yes I don't know what it looks like in the future yes I really don't know what I'm going to be doing in 6 months even but what I'm doing right now I need to steward over that If you know what he's told you to do right now, that's all you need to be worried about. But the enemy is going to constantly, if he can't distract you with your past, he's going to distract you with your future. The past is already done and so is the future. So why not worry about the present and steward it? And that's the thing, like the things that you are consistent about today will attribute to what you see in the future. So if the enemy wants to mess with your future, He's going to mess with your mindset about today. You get what I'm saying? Uh, What's that saying? Well, he can't destroy. He will distract. You can't destroy my future. It's already set. You can't destroy my destiny. It's already set. But what you can do is distract me from it. Because if you get me questioning, if you get me confused, if you get me discontent, didn't I tell y'all uh, two weeks ago, when you don't have your eyes in your own lane, you don't have no other option but to get out of alignment. So it's like, man, the spiritual warfare is just so real. Really, when you want to um, really, when you sit there and look at it, it's like, wow, the enemy is so strategic because as soon as you get to a good place, he want to knock you off your horse. And the thing is, what's crazy, y'all, is my circumstances have not changed. My circumstances between this week, last week and the week before that have not changed. I'm doing the same stuff. The same circumstances, but what he thought he could do was change my perception of my circumstances. And that's where I got jacked up at the perception of my circumstances. Two weeks ago, I was in the exact same circumstances, happy as a clam, grateful to God, rejoicing in the day. But because I let him sow those seeds of discontentment and doubt, All of a sudden where I'm at is not enough. And that was something that he kept trying to sow into me. 
that you're not enough. What you're doing is not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. And the thing is, God really had, God really talked to me yesterday. He was like, by you accepting the fact that you're not enough or you're not doing enough, you're saying that I'm not enough. Because one, I created you. So don't even say that about my creation. Number one. Number two, you are doing exactly what I told you to do. So are you saying that my will is not enough for you? Are you saying that my blessings, my callings, my purposes for you are not enough? And the thing is, I would never say that about God. So why would I say that about myself? I am a reflection of God's handiwork. We are God's handiwork. Y'all, we have got to get back on the horse. We have got to stop letting the enemy get in our heads. We have got to stop letting him have us on the ropes, beating us down. And we just taking the punches. We're not even blocking. We're not even blocking. The word is a what? Double-edged sword. We sit here. We sit here letting this man knock us around on the ropes, holding a weapon. Holding a weapon, not even using it. You know what the truth is? Use that. Because he will, he will try to get you off your off your path. And that's just literally what he do. He's jealous. He's been jealous from jump. He's trying to get you to go where he's going. And because you're not going where he's going, he's trying to make sure you don't go where you're supposed to go. Period, point blank. And so it's like, I've never in my life let somebody that was jealous of me stop me from achieving what I was supposed to do. Why in the world would I let your little broke, busted, and disgusted behind do that to me? Never let somebody jealous of me stop me. So why would I let your jealous behind stop me? Come on now. You know what I mean? So it's like, we just got to kind of stand up. And and I'm not just talking to y'all, I'm talking to me. Y'all know I'm talking to me every time I make one of these. (laughs) But we got to stand up. I got to stand up. I got to stop letting him pump me like this. He must not know I'm from Clayton County. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't pump folks from Clayton County. We not punts. So, I got to stand up in the spirit realm. And that's the thing that he really scared of. He really don't want me to get back on my horse for real, for real. Because when I used to go to sleep between 12 and 3 a.m., I was busting his head in every single time. And was. Ain't did that in a minute. But now... Shoot, I might just be mad enough that he decided to mess with me this week. Go ahead and get the bust of heads again. Might have to. Might have to do that. But <laughs> y'all, sometimes my accents switch up on here so bad. Aaron be making fun of me about that. He be like, bro, you just switch between your accents so hard. Like so frequently. I'm like, bro, I know. I can't help it, y'all. I can't help it. I'm just a little chameleon. But um, <laughs> Yeah, y'all, that's basically it. So takeaways, first of all, how dare you? How dare you? Don't you sit here and disregard God's track record. Don't you sit here and disregard his character. Don't you sit here and disregard his his creation in you. Number two, if you think that you're not enough, you're inadvertently saying that God's not enough. And if you wouldn't say that about God, don't say that about yourself. Number three, get up off them ropes and fight back. Get up off them ropes and fight back. That's really it, y'all. I hope y'all got something from today. Y'all already know what it is. Leave a rating, review, hit me up on Instagram at the Jasmine Cambridge. Yeah, y'all. I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet. But for now, these are the valleys. Bye.